0: Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know
1: about how steamy it is, but <laughs> hot, yeah. My mother and I had a
0: fantastic
1: relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to
0: share. Yeah, I want to expand on that just quickly because the real man. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy, happy Saturday, folks! Happy Saturday. And welcome to another exciting episode of Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Oh, well, well. Our topic today is definitely one that's going to get you uh, encouraged, empowered, hopefully get you to get up and do something. And that's really what all the shows are really about, to empower you in your life. Now, one thing about the show, let me just say that we don't really um, make demands on you doing anything in your life. It's really your choice. Um, The viewers and the callers and the guests that participate in the show really come on to give you their insight. And and who can better you about their experience than the person who's experiencing it themselves? So I try to get people to get on the show who, who have a story, who have, who, who is walking the walk that they're talking about. So you get a real life perspective on what we're sharing. It's not like someone over here in Lane A talking about what's going on in Lane B. They're actually doing it, and so it gives it gives credibility to whatever their story is because it is truly their experience. So that that's one of the things that I try to do empower people so that we can learn through other people's uh, walks of life. While we may not always understand it, we can hear from them, and I think it gives perspective for a range of understanding um, different things that can go on in our lifespan. Well, the inaugural bliss is is what it's called, And, and, and primarily it came about because of the... Mm, the cry in, in the world in, in which we live in, so, so things have just been turned upside down and and, and we go through this as, as not only as Americans um, black americans um, uh, regardless of what your race or sex or age is we we have experiences and and what is coming um, before us with the forty fifth presidency is is frightening to some people and during the past few weeks or past few months while I've been engaged in conversation and learning and trying to educate myself, I've been it's been just in my spirit. Okay, like what next? Okay, so we go out and we um protest what's going on and then it's okay, so what what's next? And people really don't have a clue. Uh the everyday people that, that I run into, it's, it's either they're going to go out and do something just one time because the mass of the news says that we should do it, but really don't have a clue. So, so if I go out and I protest today, what am I going to do Monday? What's going to change in my life that's going to help me or prepare me or sustain my family or secure my finances, secure my home, um, secure my mindset, secure my freedom? What can I do? And I find that we constantly are being reacting or reactive to what's going on and not really taking a proactive approach. And when we do react, it's mostly out of fear. And so today I wanted to bring forth conversation, information, and people who are actually out there uh, on the ground field, on the battlefield, fighting for political issues that can help explain to us what should I be doing. After I wake up Monday morning or Sunday morning, God, God be willing, What should I be looking to do? So those are some of the topics and conversation that we're going to have on the show today, and and I'm excited about that. But before uh, doing so, I want to uh, take some information. Because here's my first question: How do how do we get here? How do how do we get here as America to a place where elected? that is totally outside of the norm of what we saw. Now, I'm not just talking about Republican-Democrat, not just the party um, fight, because we've seen that. And and we've heard some of the general views about what a Republican uh, generally stands for and what their mission is, what their goals are, as well as Democratic Party. And then you have individual constituents as well who are um, running for office. But how do we get to a place where we have a person outside of the norm, not really complying by the standards in which we thought that it would make a great leader, but yet we are here. So I want to take a comment from uh, Gavinde, who is uh, who lives in the Atlanta area. He has a lot of different products and that are on this show now. One of his products is Think Black, Black Church, and he's an activist in the community, who, who definitely tries to educate people about um, political issues? So I want to welcome to the show, uh, Gus Day. Good morning, sir. How are you?
1: I am fabulous, boy. How are you?
0: Ah, I, I, I'm a little fired up this morning. A, a, a little fired up, uh, steamed up, I, 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 and, and, I and try to do something, <laughs> do well, something with us. it. Make. This is so positive, yeah, with this energy I have. So well, welcome to the show. Um, and to Thank your you views and comments, you. But let's I share you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. You're quite welcome. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to share some of the products that you have going on um, before we get into um, dialogue. So would you please tell the uh, my audience um, about what it is that, that you're doing uh, in, in the community and what's new with you?
1: Welcome. Uh, Over the last few years, uh, I've developed a a Think Black apparel line um, directed for us to to think uh, in our own interest, if you will. uh, How do we uh, begin to conceptualize, to think, uh, to actualize uh, issues, whether it's political, economics, uh, education, uh, health? Uh, In our best interest, uh, how do we develop these systems? Uh, Recently, I'm very proud to say that uh, I've expanded that to include uh, a bookstore, um, the Black Dot Bookstore. Uh, Black Dot is is an ancient symbolism uh, moving from the unconscious state to the conscious knowing uh, and providing literature uh, to assist us in doing that. Uh, as well as uh, writing a book on exactly the uh, topic that we're discussing today. How did we get here and how do we go forward?
0: Awesome. So you, um, you have spent a lot of time um, researching um, the mindset of, of not only our people but our country from a political perspective. What, what's your take on um, historically how did, how did we get here to this day?
1: Oh, well, that's a very powerful question, um, and of course, than anything else, you have shifts in in how the political system or politics are are uh, viewed and uh, executed. Over, you could look at the over the last hundred hundred and twenty years since the time of um, uh, our freedom, our emancipation. And we can, we can look at how the political arguments have uh, developed between Republicans, between Democrats. Uh, as, as most of our listeners know, or if you don't know, most black folks uh, voted Republican up until the 60s, primarily because the Republican Party uh, was in favor of uh, emancipation and voting rights for, for uh, African Americans. And that paradigm shifted as the primary of the South started uh, converting from the Republican part uh, from the Republican Party, uh, or actually from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party because those views shifted. Um, but more importantly, within the Black community, there's been a debate that that's been raging on how, as Black people, we engage in the political system, and those ideologies were. For the most part, created by Booker T. Washington, uh, who believed in let's build our communities, uh, let's with our hands build our farms, agriculture, because he was an agricultural person, uh, and build and not vote just for the interest of uh, the white plantation owners in the South, if you will. But we have if let's build a system and then we vote around it. to debates like W. Du Bois that was playing basically from a position of defense saying if we don't engage in a political system, then we will lose whatever rights that we have already obtained. So we have to vote in mass Uh, to Marcus Garvey, who believed in building a nation and then building a political system around that. Uh, And those, those ideologies still uh, exist today within our community. The same ideologies and the overall the larger community from conservatism uh, uh, participation in who votes and how votes from conservatism to liberalism so we're still dealing with these same debates today uh, mm-hmm. more pointedly to your question is how did we get here today uh, is we, you have to kind of step out of the national picture and you have to look at this globally because we've seen it in England with uh, we're seeing it currently in Germany in France where populism uh, or nationalism, if you will, is becoming, is coming to the forefront. And, and basically it's the middle age, middle-income people are saying we're rejecting the establishment and the 1%, the hierarchy. Uh, and we want to establish – we've been left out and we want to establish uh, ourselves again. That's the rise of Trump. Trump played into the fears of um, most Americans, white Americans, if you will. And I'm not trying to make this a racist statement, but uh, in terms of bringing America back, giving you your power back, the jobs that have left, the elite are not listening to you anymore. They're getting richer and richer and manufacturing is leaving this country, Uh, and they're feeling left out along with everything else that's happening. So it, it just created a, a shift where everything is anti-establishment, not anti-black, not anti-brown, but anti-establishment. And nationalism plays a role in that as well. It's we have to take care of our own. And that's what we're seeing and experiencing right now.
0: Yeah, you, you know, one one thing about um... – taking care of our own is, is, is we see that a lot as people migrate in, into the, um, into the United States of America and, and they come over here um, with little to nothing and by, by migrating together, you can look at uh-huh. um, some of the communities um, for one is that you notice that I don't care where you live, whether it's Atlanta or Philadelphia or DC or um, Houston, most, most major cities, um, are, are, are becoming melting pots where so people come in um, New York, that kind uh-huh. of thing. And, and in those melting pots, you have a combination of people who live there. You may have Jamaicans or you, you have Africans or you have Asians. Um, or you have Korean people. And when they come in, listen to this, when they come in to the cities, they generally move in the same area. Uh-huh. And so they're coming in and they start locally. You know, they start within a block or, or two blocks, or, and next thing you know, it's a city or it's a county. And then you see things start to change. You, you see that stores are opening up or dry cleaners. You know, their businesses begin to uh, develop. And then, lo and behold, you look up, and, and there are names of the streets in their language. You know, uh-huh. there are um, businesses um, with, with signs in their language. And so these are the kinds of things that 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 you see where people are migrating together. And, and it's evident that they make an impact on the city or the county in which they live when they get buildings put up with names of it. Because th- that means that they've submitted documentation, paperwork to justify, you know, them being there and why they need
1: this. Uh-huh. It's... it's
0: and look at as, it as as, you know. as, as 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 i would love to see that in in our communities um as, as well um think um it takes it's gonna take a community it's gonna take voices and it's gonna take leadership and 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 it's gonna take us stepping outside of our comfort zone to um be able to make changes
1: exactly uh the thing that I think that that's very important, and and you brought up uh, other uh, ethnic groups or as immigrants come in and how they correlate around certain areas and, and they build out and there's two things, economy and politics. Uh, politics is the management system of that economy. For instance, you you said getting streets named, buildings, opening businesses, politics control all of that and. When you develop your political ideology or your political systems around the economy in which you're building, or like I call what I would call nation building, then you're able to establish those things. And, and those are the things that uh, I think early on during the Reconstruction period, uh, you can look at towns like Tulsa, Oklahoma, and things like that, that we began to do that. And those for obvious reasons. Uh, no longer exists, but these are the things that we have to get back to is, is looking at our, our first of all, politics are local and starting there and then extrapolating out to state and national elections. So we have to begin to develop those systems in order to not only help us build local economies, but to manage the local economies that we build. And and it starts at the district level. Uh, you and I had a discussion yesterday that you live currently live in a Uh, a newly founded city, uh, South Wolf, and it breaks down into districts. Well, as individuals, what we should be doing is developing coalitions within those districts of people who are like-minded, people who are engaging or maybe not know how to engage but want to engage, is building those coalitions and selecting from within those coalitions the politicians are first before you even get to select creating a platform. What are your needs? You know, your, your community may have different needs than mine. So what are those needs mm-hmm. in your community? Be it education, uh, or business licenses uh, too expensive, are uh, regulations uh, not in your favor? Uh, you want to talk about police reform? Uh, the mayor appoints a police superintendent, the city Council approves that. Uh, who votes for the mayor in the City Council? If you want to change, you want to change policing in your community. It starts there, not on the national level, not even on the state level. It happens on a local level. So we have to learn. We have to begin to establish coalitions within our district, our voting district. So each city has a voting district, or each town has a voting district. Each county has a district, each state has a district, and each on a national level for, for uh, federal congressmen and senators, there's a district. So you begin in your districts and you build coalitions, and then you build a platform in which that- to address the, the needs of your community. I'm sorry?
0: Let's uh, take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back, and then we'll have more about establishing a coalition. A quick break. Okay. So we we were talking about establishing a coalition and how it is important that we start on a local level. So I guess uh, with that being said, looking at what's happened and where we are and this transfer of power for the POTUS, um, it is – so to say, well, you know what? Let me just throw my hands up. There's nothing we can do. Uh, let me not focus on what Trump may be trying to do, the walls and – you know, him building the walls and deporting people, I should just ignore all of that, all of that drama, and maybe it's just hard talk, and I should just go to the local level and focus on what I could do in my immediate community and just throw my hands up to any national issues. Is that, is that what you're saying?
1: That's a single-minded approach. Uh, I think that there needs to be a great emphasis on building out from a local level, but that doesn't mean that you turn a blind eye to what's going on either in your state uh, or on a national level. Uh, You have to engage. You have to understand the issues. You have to pay attention, and I often look at uh, the Tea Party as an example of uh, disruption, if you will. Uh, disruption because they were Republican based had a different ideology or conservatism than I do Uh, their downfall was actually the lack of organization nationally but you do have to show up you do have to show up at uh, your city council, your state council, uh, when your U.S. elected officials come here and have town halls, you have to show up and you have to ask very serious and difficult questions to make them uncomfortable and see that, it's just like anything else If, if, if if your child, if the teacher does not know knows that the parents aren't going to participate in the child's education, how interested is the teacher in teaching that student? Is is it, we're not showing up at uh, these meetings, these town halls. If we're not engaging and asking the difficult difficult questions and putting on the spot and letting our voices heard, then there's not going to be a change. So. You, it has to be a multi-pronged approach. You can't just tap out of one area and tap into another. You have to keep your eye on all areas. But you do need to build our focus on starting from the ground up. And that's starting from the ground up and building those coalitions, those same coalitions can engage on a local, state, and federal level when need be. So it, it all begins there.
0: Okay. That's, that's a good answer. I, I, I can see that. Let me ask you this. For the person, I have a, I have a question um, from uh, someone on, I guess it's on Facebook. It looks like what the question is: Why, why should I continue to vote? It really matter?
1: Well, taxation without representation is. In a sense, uh, not religiously, but a sin of all sense, it's, we pay taxes every day, and what those, those tax dollars that you're spending, there's a political war and ideology to fight. Is how those tax dollars are spent, and for what those tax dollars are spent. And often in our community, what's happening is we're paying tax dollars. The state, federal government sends back to the state for certain programs. The state taxes that we're paying. Representatives, politicians that we vote in decide where and how those tax dollars are being spent. So if you're in a district where you have failing schools, where you have uh, uh, bad policing, where the utilities or the streets aren't being cleaned or business licenses are too high, that's all a product of someone utilizing your own tax dollars, money that you pay every day Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's sales tax property tax or income tax we're paying taxes so if we in the mindset that our votes don't count that is what that's doing is continuing to allow uh, the politicians that are elected to use that tax dollars to spend wherever they want oftentimes not coming back into our own communities and that is the reason why it's it's we have to understand it's not we should vote, it's how to vote. See, I think that for the most part, we've all been taught we have to vote, we should vote, it's, it's the right thing to do, it's patriarchal, whatever the reasons are, but we never was really taught how to vote. How do we manage, again, it goes back to managing that economy, how do we manage the tax dollars, what those tax dollars that we spend out every single day, how, how are those tax dollars coming back into our community? And, what are those tax dollars doing for our community in order to get improvement to our community? So that is the reason why um, I think we all should engage. But the difference is, why are we voting? Who's benefit? Who is benefiting from our vote? For uh, a millennial, now we've been voting to enhance everybody else's benefit, but our own, and that's what we have to get back to. You
0: know, that is. Um I'm going to say I think I'm pretty lucky to um, be in the position um, that I'm in now in terms of where I live. Um, because the first okay. time ever I understand on a ground level, uh, the city in which I live in, 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 in the Atlanta area, it ha- is now a new city, the city of South Fulton. Mm-hmm. We voted for a new city. We were unincorporated in and taxes, as you said, not receiving and did not have any control over. So now the city of South Washington is a new city, and there is an election that, that's going on uh, now for um, the new powers to be. Uh, to, to do my part, and I think we all should do something, to do my part, I will be interviewing with some of the candidates on the show over the next few weeks as they talk about um, coalitions, um, the new city that's coming to be and, and what it means. Now, for those of you who do not live in the city of South Fulton, um, that's fine. I think the knowledge of understanding things at this level would be really, really helpful. So I would encourage you to tune into the show and listen as you hear different um, politicians uh, within their um, position talk about the powers that they have, why they want to be in in these roles, and, and what it could do for the people. So for those of us who've missed an opportunity to learn that growing up because your city was already established, already, you know, formed, and you just kind of came in and just drew your really national attention issues, it's a good educational piece. I encourage you to stay tuned, uh, listen to the show, um, so that through... Um, the birth of the city, you can understand some things and see how you can fit in to make a difference in the city, county, or state in which you live. So stay tuned to the show, and don't lose sight of that. So I, I appreciate you, you sharing that. And just what light to me, how, how lucky I am to be in a position to not only experience it, but to, be able to air it on the show and to talk about it. So, so stay tuned. We'll have um, a lot of political figures on coming up on the show over the next few weeks.
1: Mm. Great. Uh, mm. I think it's um uh, uh, important that in most cases, politicians are selected for us. Um, they're being uh, selected by someone else. Someone else says, I think you should run, or that politician says, well, I want to be involved in politics, and then they go out and they find someone to back them. They're selected financially back then because it takes money to run. Uh, we need to begin to once it, one of the second legs or third legs of building coalitions is once once you develop a platform it is selecting our own politicians. That's important.
0: Selecting. Like in our own office, you said, and that's the way to develop a platform. I'm sorry. Did I miss you, Kazenda?
1: No, I didn't hear your last statement, your last question.
0: You said something very powerful about um, selecting our own platform, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to say that before we shut down the show. So go ahead and make oh, your yes. comment about how powerful.
1: <laughs> it's we have, to, we have to begin the process of selecting our platform and our own politicians. So those politicians represent what it is that we feel is important, important issues for our own communities. That's what we have to begin to do versus having them selected for us.
0: Well, thank you so much for your feedback, your comments, and sharing that information. Uh, I'm going to go back to the website and on Facebook and get more. I'm to that his book story, what he's doing in the community. I want to thank you all for listening to this morning. I appreciate it. Yes, indeed. I'm so so empowered and thankful and blessed to be in a position to make a difference in the community and in the lives. It's been an amazing Saturday. Don't forget to download the app. Awesome. Also, also awesome.
1: Uh, I like that Um, I like that song you got there. Huh?
0: It's um it's an empowered song. And uh
1: You know I can't hear words you're saying, Don.